welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number two. I'm Jim Galante along with Thomas Frank Carr. T. Frank, we've been going through your positional analysis. Says, what is that? Analyses? Is that the plural? Oh, I should know that as somebody who writes for a living, and I don't because spell check is way more. <laughs> it, it does way more work than I do. Spell check is our friend. Mm-hmm. So let's let's call it analyses. There we go. Um, that sounds right. It sounds fancy, and I like fancy. So we'll I, we'll we'll land there. That's better than analysis. Yes, but we've gone over uh, every position except the safeties. We did the cornerbacks in the first segment. The safeties. This is a fun one to talk about because it was so good yeah. last year. Jaquan Brisker, Jair Brown, could they have had a better season? I thought they were fantastic. I mean, if you're Jaquan Brisker, you could have been healthy. That would have been helpful. Uh, and I, I think he could have had a better season if that shoulder uh, didn't keep, I'm assuming, just total t- conjecture, that the that his, his shoulder, if it would just stay where it's supposed to stay, then he could have had a phenomenal year as a, as a tackler and in the box and been even more impactful. Uh, but considering that and what he did anyway, I mean, he was he was spectacular, and uh, Jair Brown. I kept expecting those um, interceptions to dry up because at a certain point, when guys are throwing you the football, like he plays that free safety position. Sometimes you get the tips and overthrows, and you're just the center fielder. But he went out and got a bunch of them. So, and it kept happening as the season went on. He kept being lucky, and at that point, it's not luck. That is, he knows where he needs to be, and when there's a mistake, he takes advantage of that. And it makes it look easy, more so than it just being easy. So, yeah, I agree. They had a phenomenal year as the starters, for sure. Can you explain the two different positions that they are playing, Brisker and Brown, so that we could talk about then, okay, what will we see this year? What are so, the two positions? That so they, there's, they... The, there's the field and the boundary safety. And if you think of them in general terms, um, so it's, it, it's tough because it's, uh, each safety does everything. So that's kind of the point of this system is that you don't have a box or strong safety and you don't have a free safety. You have guys that do a little bit of everything, but they're general Uh, job descriptions are what percentage are they doing what. So the boundary safety typically lines up over top of the tackle box. He is what you would think of as the traditional free safety. He's dotting the eye of the actual formation with the offensive line. But that means he's coming downhill in run support. He's more of that box safety, and he's mixing it up in the run game a little more. The field safety is to the long side of the field where if you're if you're skewed one way on the hashes, he's to that side. So he's covering more space and he's the actual lineup deep, you know, usually middle of the field sort of safety. But he has to come down and run support sometimes. So if you rotate your safeties and that's what Penn State does, they rotate their safeties a lot and where they rotate determines their jobs. 
So that safety as the field safety might rotate down and cover the slot if you're blitzing. Or he might rotate down and be on the edge in run support, either if you've got an overload or something like that. So the field safety generally is your cover safety, but both of them have to be able to do everything for you to have a great defense. And that's what they had last year is they had guys that could do everything. Brisker, you could cover him in the slot. Hell, I think you could have put him at corner and you would have seen him do some pretty good things. Uh, the one area that I think Jair Brown, and he admitted he needed to get better at uh, after the season when we were talking to him in the media day before senior the, the senior bowl, the, uh, the Outback Bowl, was that he needed to make more plays behind the line of scrimmage. He learned a lot about run fits this year and you could see him get better at them, but it was an area where he was not as confident. And, and you know, in the Illinois game, he struggled with that. But so that's kind of, I think, the development path for Jair Brown coming up this year is what he wants to focus on and what he wants to get better at. Could you define which one was Brisker and which one was Brown or did that matter? Yeah. So uh, Jaquan Brisker is the, was the boundary safety and uh, Tig was the field safety. So Brisker, that's why you saw Brisker in the in the box for the second half of the season. So once P.J. Mustafer went down, his snaps at or near the line of scrimmage went up significantly. So not only was he getting a little bit healthier from that injury in the first game, but also they needed to throw numbers at the box to stop the run, and, got, and, and teams were coming out with heavy sets and heavy formations that forced him to come down in, in run support. And depending on then motion, and this is why pre-snap motion can, can do things to your defense you don't want, he would then be lining up and covering the B gap or sometimes the A gap, depending on what happened pre-snap. So he's mixing it up in the box as basically a pseudo-linebacker uh, for the second half of the season. And then, then you have uh, Brown in the secondary patrolling in, in the deep uh, deep middle. Going into this season then in 22, do you keep Brown where he was, where he excelled, mm -hmm. or do you move him to the Brisker role, or is there somebody else prepared to play the Brisker role? Well, that's actually where I was assuming, based on his, his comments after uh, when I talked to him, after the season that he would be moving over to that boundary position and taking over that role because you can be closer to the football there. But watching the way they played in the Outback Bowl, he stayed at his position and uh, Jalen Reed came in and played that boundary role. He was the Jaquan Brisker type. And his body type and his play, I think, are going to make it so that they kind of keep guys where they are. Uh, because you could, like I said, you can still be a part of the run game and you can be even more multiple as a secondary if Tig Brown does get better against the run. You can run blitz him and you can use him a little more aggressively. Then you can kind of mix and match and maybe you put Keaton Ellis out there and you don't know who's who. You don't, you kind of see by, based on their alignment, but their responsibilities might flip. You can be more creative that way. So I would say that um, that would be where they, they'd stay where they are with him and then insert a new guy with similar uh, style of play to Brisker in, in uh, Jalen Reed. Gotcha. Now, you teased this a bit in the first segment. We talked about Jonathan Sutherland moving to the linebacker position. I think even on the roster they now call him a linebacker. But in a way, is he not just another safety playing up in the box? Yeah, well, this is this is part semantics and part we don't know the future a little bit of 
at 5'11", it's going to be very hard for him to get to what I think the threshold of a traditional linebacker would be. And this is all based on just the numbers, and, and it's a little bit silly. But Penn State hasn't had a Sam linebacker that has played sub-230 pounds in a couple of years. So, you know, Brandon Smith um, and, and Curtis Jacobs have done a great job of being true linebackers at a position, playing in coverage and playing in space. But it is a safety-like position where you're out covering the slot. You are out there in space on the perimeter with run responsibility in the box, kind of splitting the difference. So you could say that uh, if Jonathan Sutherland is 220 pounds, he's a linebacker. Or you could say he's a box safety, and he's playing in underneath coverage. So it's about the responsibilities, and it's about the percentage of time that he's stopping the run in the box as a true linebacker. That is, to me, like the differentiator. Or do they lean more heavily on him playing in space, and he doesn't come near the box as much? So there's a lot of ways to, to slice the apple here. And that's where, again, Daquan Hardy comes into this, you know, as a slot corner. Here's the other thing is uh, if you want to have a true corner out there more often to prevent passing game uh, plays on the perimeter, you want to guard more against that. You can have a good run stuffing slot corner. and It's the same thing. Maybe it's not the same thing in the box, but like, you know, the the general responsibility of underneath coverage playing out in the flat over top of the uh, strength of the formation if there's three receivers out there. That's what we're talking about. So you can have a slot corner out there. You can have a Sam linebacker. You can have a, a strong safety. It doesn't matter. But who you put out there, their skills then determine whether or not the defense is going to take advantage of whatever they want to, or the offense, excuse me. So Daquan Hardy getting a little bit bigger and stronger against the run. He plays tough. He has toughness, but Penn State did not play him against the run. I think he had, uh, I had the number earlier this year, but it was like somewhere around 50 run snaps where the offense ran the ball and he's on the field. He was purely a passing game situation guy because you had Curtis Jacobs. You didn't need him for that. Do they change that percentage of snaps, especially with a new defensive coordinator and Manny Diaz? These are the things that we're going to learn a little more about when it comes to what we see in spring ball and what we're, you know, going to share and, you know, the kind of decorum of not giving away everything that we see because it's spring ball and like, you know, that's not cool. We're going to get a better understanding of some of the things that the these questions about Sam linebacker and then Jamari Budden. Like, Jamari Budden is a good football player that they're going to want to get on the field at some point, so he's going to take some of those snaps in the slot. So you can have that starter be whatever you want, or you can have it be a mix and a match of players. It's best to have one so that you can be whole more often and you don't have to sub in and out, but it can be a number of things. If we look at this, T. Frank, that Daquan Hardy's in there on passing downs and covering the slot... Can we project that that's typically the position Jonathan Sutherland's playing is the guy that comes off the field? Yes, and that would then designate him more as a linebacker. So, I mean, that's a, that's another fair point to, to consider that is what we're saying is we're de-emphasizing Jonathan's coveraging, uh, coverage responsibilities. So he's not ever going to line up deep. He's not going to be at that uh, field or boundary safety where sometimes he would work his way down in the box and he'd start at that boundary safety, but he was playing more against the run. Now this is run defense 
and you're covering out there. So again, this is why it's always tricky because it's kind of semantics, but it's kind of, it matters. Is he 230? Is he 220? Is Are they going to get tricky and say, you know what? He still is kind of a safety. So let's do something crazy and let's drop him all the way back to a single high look. I, you know, you can get creative if you've got a guy that can handle that. But I, I, I think the assumption is if he's listed as a linebacker, they call him a linebacker and they're not going to do that. And he's going to de-emphasize those skills by getting bigger and stronger. The one name we haven't mentioned yet is Tyrese Mills, who's coming from Lackawanna. Yeah. And again, you know, Jaquan Brisker, Jair Brown, this is the next guy in line, right? Yeah. But I'm not sure we'll see much of him that, this first year, will we? Uh, it depends. Now, if he had enrolled early, and this is something James Franklin said, if he had enrolled early, we we had a chance to see him. But because he's coming later, special teams is where it's going to start, and then we'll see if he gets into some packages later in the season. And these things can evolve over time. But he, he compared him to Marcus Allen and his ability to come down and hit in run defense. But he's got coverage skills. I, I think he's built a little bit more. So it, it's interesting seeing him on the football field. He looks a little bit more like a, a, a free safety, but he's six foot, 200 pounds. You know, he's a big safety, and they used him around the line of scrimmage quite a bit at Lackawanna Community College. He was blitzing and, and getting into the backfield and being around the football. So that boundary safety is where he'd work in, and that's where they need a guy because behind uh, who's lined up there right now with Jalen Reed, they don't really have a clear-cut two that I can see at the moment. Very good, T. Frank. I think it's still a pretty good defensive backfield, both cornerback and safety. We shall see. That is it for quarter number two. Stick around. Quarter number three, we take your questions and we ask T. Frank. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross-check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.